Happy Halloween, and welcome to Horror Zone 607, where the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike. It is Halloween week. It's coming up to this weekend. Anybody listening to this show, it's probably your favorite holiday of the year, and we are going to share a whole lot of uh, happy memories of Halloween, I'm sure, throughout the show today, because we're going to be talking a whole lot of Halloween. That's right. It is the last week of Halloween Fest coming up. Later in the show, we're reviewing not one, but two Halloween movies. That's right. Halloween H2O and, without a doubt, the undisputed greatest horror movie ever made in the history of time, Halloween Resurrection. But before we can get to that, and before we can talk about this week's news, first, I got to introduce the guy sitting right next to me, as he does each and every week, because he not only shakes his ass, but he watches himself. It's rich. That's right. I shake my ass. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. Show me what you're working with. That's right. That's me. It's well, true. I mean, I can't necessarily claim that that's entirely me because then that would be copyright infringement of somebody else's gimmick. But, you know, that's I feel like I can borrow it. I feel like I can borrow it. You were it. the first one to do both, I think. Yes. You but, invented uh, both. Yeah, I mean, I've been around Especially for watching yourself. Yes. Well, uh, if I watched other people, I'd be the honky-tonk man. Allegedly. <laughs> oh. Allegedly. Hell. Zingers. Uh, but anyways, yes, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. It is the week of Halloween. We are coming to you from our favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. Fuck Christmas carols. We should make that about Halloween. Andy Williams has got nothing on you. And you know what? We're also ending out Halloween Fest 2021. The OG Strode to- st- uh, <laughs> timeline. Wow, I almost tripped up there. Uh, and uh, we're ending strong with two, not one, but two reviews. Because later in the show, we will be reviewing Halloween H2O. And then, as you put it, the greatest movie of all time. Ever. Halloween Resurrection. So you won't want to miss uh, that. Nobody will dispute that. But uh, bef- Ever. But before we get there, Mike C, we do have a little bit, just a little bit, a tiny bit of horror of news. news this week. And I, I, had to, I wanted to give us something really cool to come into. So I think I found it just for you, Mike C. Yo, R.I.P. Let's kill it. Size, size, baby. Size, size, baby. All right, chop. Annihilate my victims. Mike is back with the same old obsession. Stalking. Grab a hold of you tight. By the way, shout out to the Merkins. This is Vanilla Mike. Slice, slice, baby. Find it on YouTube. Look at him go. I saw some silver shamrock masks in there. There is. Look at that. The background dancers have the clown costumes. So if you guys are looking it up, if you aren't already following the Merkins on YouTube, follow the Merkins on YouTube. I will put the link in the description to this podcast just so you guys can uh, give them a big shout out because they're fucking awesome. So uh, uh, that is Vanilla Mike, Slice Slice Baby by the Merkins. See them on YouTube. Love those guys. They're they're great. Uh, they're uh, a favorite. They're a fan favorite. Well, you know, it's all uh, it's always awesome with those guys because they uh, don't mind when I play their 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 uh, parody music. Right. And I always give them a shout out because I think they're fucking awesome. So. <laughs> they're amazing. So I great. just want to throw that out there. But it is horror zone news time. It is, and I'm going to start it out with something we actually didn't talk about uh, during our Patreon talk here uh, because it just popped in my head. It wasn't any reason that I didn't do it. But this past weekend, Lock and Key season two hit Netflix, and I'll tell you what. 
I've already binge watched the whole thing. Amazing. No, oh, there you go. I Amazing. Have not, I have not watched it yet. So you've seen season one though, right? I have seen season one. This is just as good, if not better. I, I'm I'm a big fan of season one. Uh, I I will be adding that to the playlist. Uh, currently, I was catching up on uh, movies that made us. I have not watched all the horror ones yet, but uh, oh, is that out? Yes, it is. Oh, I gotta look uh, on Netflix. Uh, but I will say this: I did watch the Halloween one. Very good, and some information I didn't even know. Really, there was a couple little tidbits that I wasn't that I I'm not surprised about, by the way, but I did not know them. So I think you'll enjoy it. There is a couple little tidbits in there. All right, I'll have to go look for it. There, the new one that's on Shutter too, the monsters, whatever behind the monsters. Yes. Order, so that's out now too. That's out too. Yeah. yeah. So, so Netflix, if you're checking it out, uh, Lock and Key is up, and also uh, Lock and movies, Key's excellent. Movies that made us uh, season you, three, season three, season three, and it's got Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Aliens, and then there's uh, Coming to America. Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas. Is so, it all on one episode? All, or they well, all... no, they're, they all have their own episode. Okay. Each one has their own episode. So uh, I did watch the Halloween one, which was the first episode out for obvious reasons, because uh, it's October when they dropped it, and uh, it's really good. So guys, check it out. Yeah, excellent. Uh, now, moving on to actual news here. Uh, this one just came out uh, right before, about a half hour before we started recording the show. Uh, we do know that there is a third Quiet Place movie coming. Uh, it's going to be a spinoff, as we found out, and uh, no longer has a director. Because Jeff Nichols, who directed Midnight Special, was supposed to be directing it, and he has dropped out of it. <laughs> Director's gone. Now what? I think that you should put your name in the hat. I mean, I can't do any worse than some other horror directors, and I'm not going to name any names. They might have three names, but I'm not going to name any names. But anyways, uh, does, yeah. it, does it rhyme with David Rorden Reen? Maybe. Possibly. Quite possibly. Oh. But yes. Uh, yeah, no. David uh, Rorden Reen? Honestly, I'm kind of surprised by this. Uh, it's a big franchise yeah, at this why? point in juncture. I don't know why you would not want to be attached to it, so it makes me wonder what's going on maybe with the script or the studio, because... If I'm a director, especially a younger director, and this is definitely he was definitely a younger director, this is a movie that could pretty much make you in a in a go to franchise. I agree. I agree. I I don't know. I don't get it. Um we did find out though some some better news. Yes. We do know that the Evil Dead game, which is very similar to the Friday the thirteenth game, it looks yes. like. That's dropping very soon. Dropping actually. soon, dropping in twenty twenty two. I believe I want to say January, First part February. Is January, February, yeah. yes. Um, the same people behind that game are making a Quiet Place game. Absolutely. That just came out today as well. I did no news on when it's coming out, but they did just say that they're developing it. So there's not a lot of news to, to, to that. But it's kind of interesting. In the world of survivor horror, I mean, Quiet Place is a perfect fit. Did they mention, because I just saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to read the article. Does it mention if it's going to be another like multiplayer game like that or if it's going to actually be like a story-driven? They said nothing. Oh. I'm I'm assuming this is my assumption because of the movie. I'm assuming it's going to be like an alien isolation kind of game where it is a single player game where you are trying to sneak around survival horror style. So, mm -hmm. you know, I hope that's that what it is. I do as well. I don't I don't really want a one where you're I'm chasing people down as the monster. Ones. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the multiplayer ones. I really did like the Friday the 13th game. But the, the problem is, is. In that world, I don't think it works as well. Like, I mean, you could do a multiplayer mode and have somebody be the monster and somebody be the other, but I really think it would be better to do it as the survival horror style because, like, Alien Isolation, I don't know if you ever played it. Yeah, I do. Very I creepy, very scary game to play, especially if you're by yourself and in the dark because it's 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 kind of like, you know, your movements affect it, and I think that would be a really cool game because, I mean, Quiet Place lends itself to that. Right. I need to bust that game back out. I bought it about a year ago. I got, I think, maybe halfway through it, and I just got to a point where I kept getting killed by the thing, and I turned it off and saved it to the PlayStation Plus and never played it again. By but the it way, was a fun game. By the way, that has like a really good engine in it. 
Like the the uh, Xenomorph doesn't make the same moves twice, no matter how many times you play it. It's adaptive, but at the same time, also it takes into account the player. So it doesn't uh, make it feel like the game is punishing you. So, you know, like some games when they're adaptive, they get super hard because they learn you. This game learns you, but still gives you a little curve. Wow. I, I always liked that about that game. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Some really cool stuff there. It got really frustrating, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, because they didn't make it easy. None of those survival horror games are easy. They're, they're real good yeah. games. I mean, they took off of what they're doing in Resident Evil. Yeah. You know, going back to that survival, you got to get through the house. You can make the choice, like, uh, to shoot or, in the case of Alien Isolation, use the flamethrower. However, there's a punishment if you do that because now you've made noises. Now you're attracting other things. And if you don't succeed, it's going to be harder for you to get away. So it's kind of like punishes you for doing certain things, which is cool because it puts you in a world, which if you were really in a horror movie, if the horror realm was real and you were submerged in it, like the killer could hear you. The killer could hear you moving or squeaking, or if you shot a gun, they're definitely going to hear you. So why wouldn't they come after you? So I, I I dig that kind of story. Yeah. Let's hope that's what the game is. So uh, we got an official name for army of the dead sequel. It's going to be called planet of the dead. I mean, after you have an army of the dead, you should have a planet of the dead. I, I told you this again with the patrons uh, before the show here. I think this one's going global. It Just could. a hunch. I got a hunch. So the next, the next will be Galaxy of the Dead. Let's hope so. Let's hope and it then, goes. Then, then Universe of the Dead. Yeah, you know, but I really I'm not going to hold my breath because I am still waiting on 28 months later. I would love to see that. No, I like 28. Was it weeks later? Yes, I like that more than the first one. Uh, I liked, I liked them both for different reasons. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll review those later on, so I don't want to give it away. But I, I like them both for do, two different reasons, yeah. and I think that they both paid off. But, yeah, I, I, I've always wondered why they never made the sequel. But with that being said, that's not my business. If I owned a studio, I could uh, make that call. Yeah. We got a pretty cool trailer this week, we Black did. Friday. We Black did. Friday's coming up in just a month. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a movie called Black Friday. Bruce Campbell, Devin Sawa. Looks awesome. Well, it was what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it looked like a lot comedy, of fun. Dark comedy, like a lot of fun. Can't wait to see it. Bruce Campbell was basically Ash. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. He's got like one mode at this point, and he just, that's that's it. But it looked awesome. It looked like a fun movie. I can't wait to see that one. No, I cannot wait as well. So that's going to be on, that's definitely on my list. Of course, uh, this week, 13 Fanboy also came out. Yeah, and it actually got pretty good reviews. I'm afraid to buy it for, I think, 20 bucks. When that comes down to be about maybe like between 5 and $10 on Voodoo, I think I will probably pick it up. Um, I'm it, probably, I'll let you know. I'm probably going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Let me know Amazon. if it's good. The production quality looked a little bit like, eh, that, that kind of thing bothers me with a movie. Um, so I don't know that I'd want to spend that much on it, but I, I would like to say this is, not, this is not a fan film. It is an independent it's film. It's an independent film. Because it can make money. That's why it's yes. up for sale. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm we gonna thought it was going to be a fan film. We thought it was going to be released as a fan film, but no, it's released as an independent film because it does not technically have anything to do with Friday the 13th, the franchise. Right. Just actors I mean, that were in it. It, it, it. it alludes heavily to that being the plot line. They did a masterful job from what I read in reviews already. I, I read spoiler-free ones because I want to see it for myself. But they said they did a masterful job of tightrope acting to uh, let you know what it is without letting to you know To avoid the wrath is. of Sean Cunningham, your buddy. Well, uh, not Sean Cunningham in this case. It, it would be Victor Miller well, to, who owns yeah. the rights to sue the shit out of him in the States. That's but, true. But Sean Cunningham <laughs> would have previously. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm going to definitely check that out too. Uh, but closing out the news, because I... I, I we, we got have, real estate news. Yes, we, we have real estate news. This is something we don't do very often on here, but we've got Horizon 607 real estate news. For, all, right. of your, for all your haunted house... 
horror houses, murder houses, and everything other than normal houses. We don't deal in normal houses. Come to come to your boys. It's Horror Zone 607 Realty. We only deal in fucked up housing. That's right. And for the very, very, very low price of just $3.25 million, that's right. Well, that's the starting price anyway. The original Nightmare on Elm Street house is on the market. But there is a catch. There is a catch. All bids must be in by October 31st. That's right. Halloween, this coming Sunday. I would like to throw this out there. They were very smart. How on brand is it to have it come out on Halloween? To have the bid come out. Also, I w- I'd like to point out that that house has been used for other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was I- in the reshoots in 1981 when they were reshooting for the TV version of uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Boom. That they was the inside right of Lori's house. house. So there you go. So technically. I've never seen that footage. By the way, technically, both Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween were shot in that house. Technically. Yeah. Technically. I think that they may have used Nancy's room. I think that the, I don't know that that was a set or not. I she saw, makes it sound like they really filmed it in that room. I wish I could tell you where I saw it because I'm forgetting. So, uh, I will try to look it up at home and everybody at, at home, I will try to look it up to, to give it to you. I did see a video once where they explained what they did, but they didn't have like the footage. Like they had stills of it, but they, they explained how they shot it in the house. And you're right. They did use Nancy's room, but they shot it at a weird angle. Okay. So, so like if you look at the room and how it was, they did it differently. And then there's also a room uh, that's a sitting room in the in the in the original that they used as part of a, a looping shot for that. Mm. And they also positioned it differently, like the way that they set the couch or whatever made it look like the window was different. I I did watch something. On it. I will get mm. you guys. I know it's a bad of me as as a co-host to not have the information, but we're just talking off the cuff. I right. did see a video on that. I will get you uh, the person's information by next week. I will yeah, I love that. It. You know how much I love filming locations. So, but uh, on top of that, that's going to do that for the news, though. Uh, and by the way, if you, if anybody out out there that's listening to this show buys the uh nightmare on elm street house we're in oh i'll come spend i'm gonna the night. come hang out i'll come make cupcakes but uh before mike's mike's trying to hide his uh questions that i don't care about I but got three of them lined <laughs> up i'm trying to figure out which is the best one to go so with. anyways let's talk about uh real quick uh, a little sort of note before i go to uh opening plugs and that of course is that uh we were gonna talk about ghost hunters but i forgot that we were doing a double week this week so instead of doing Ghost Hunters this week, we're going to do it next week because then you guys will all be able to see the first episode because it'll be out. We're going to talk about that first episode and also I'm going to have the audio and stuff and uh, talk about the interview we did at New York Comic Con. Uh, we're going to do that next week so we can give it more time because we literally have two reviews. You're going to get three segments because we're going to break it in between each one just because we want you guys to not get confused on which uh, movie we're reviewing because trust me, I mean, you'll know when we're talking about it because there's two different tones, but... Uh, we, we don't want to leave anything too uh, out there. But with that being said, though, Mike C., <clears throat> you know what time it is. It's time to tell all of our awesome, awesome, awesome people who listen to us every week how to get a hold of us. And if this is your first time, thank you for taking a chance on us. You guys can reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Use that hashtag, HZ607, to... Uh, you know, when you're talking about the show, help us out a little bit there. Of course, all the information for the show, including uh, links to the Twitch channel, to the uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions, to Public, all of that and more you can find at 8122productions.com. Also, you know what you can do there, Mike? You can stream the show from there as well. Uh, and it also gives you links to, what you know, the, the hot players that we're on. It's, it's a great, a great, a great 
tool over there at 8122productions.com. Of course, if you want any of those links that I just listed, you can look in the show notes below. All of those links are hyperlinked there for your pleasure. And Mike C., with that being said, give them this week's Horror Zone trivia question. You know what? I just decided something. Two movie reviews, two trivia questions. Are we going to do two, two more segments? Well, we're going to do we gonna two segments. Them yeah. into no, one. we're going to do two segments, yeah. Then you're going to get a second trivia question. I guess so. You're going to get two today. So Wonderful. The first one, as you know, we've been asking, uh, I've been asking Halloween movie-themed trivia questions all month long. So, question number one for this week. Halloween and Halloween 2 were primarily filmed in and around Pasadena and Hollywood, California. In what city were Halloween's 4, 5, and 6 filmed? One more time, Halloween and Halloween 2 were primarily filmed in and around Pasadena and Hollywood, California. In what city were Halloween's 4, 5, and 6 filmed? The answer, coming up after the break. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Personally, uh, even though a lot of people don't agree with me on this, I'm sure they won't agree with me on this. That's one of my favorite Halloween themes throughout the whole series. I, I got to be honest. It's not bad. It has it has the nodes of fall in it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people criticize it because it was like that late '90s slick, you know, slick horror movie uh, period, and you know, people have issues with this movie. But I think that that music's great. That, that's one of the creepier, more haunting themes throughout the course of the series, in my opinion. But that is the score from Halloween H2O, which we will be reviewing coming up here in mere moments. But before we get to that, we are going to answer the first of two big Horizon 607 trivia questions this week. The first question was Halloween and Halloween 2 were primarily filmed in and around Pasadena and Hollywood, California. In what city were Halloween's 4, 5, and 6 filmed? Haley Mills, Illinois. Close. Very close, but wrong. Did you want to try again? No, because I really don't know. I would have thought you would have known this one, too. You've surprised me the last couple weeks. Why Salt- would I know the location for this? I don't know. We've talked about Lake it on the City, show Utah, before. By the Salt way. Lake City, yes. As soon as you started saying, S- I, I cut you off, I was like, it is you Salt knew, Lake City. Because we've talked well, about you this You want to know why? Because I just watched a, uh, literally, and I don't know why I didn't call this back, I watched a thing where they actually were showing where they shot the scenes for the hospital for... Uh, part six. Oh, no, six. part six. And they were showing that they shot some of it in California, and they shot most of it in Utah. Was it so the exterior grounds? Yeah, yeah. With Sean Clark. Yes. Yeah, that's so great. So the one. exterior, the exterior was shot actually in the exterior of the the place was shot in California. The interior was shot in Utah. Yeah, which was weird, but whatever. So that's why as soon as you start saying 
I was like Salt Lake City. The interiors of the house were backwards too. Like yes. the the Myers yes. house and the one across the street that Paul Rudd's living in. Yes. The rooms that they're in were actually <laughs> the interiors of the one that Paul Rudd was in was actually filmed in the Myers house and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about H2O. Before we do, let me give you all the uh, little fun facts about H2O here. Of course, it was uh, released on August 5th, 1998, uh, with a runtime of 86 minutes. It was distributed by Miramax Films and produced by Dimension Films, Nightfall Productions, and Trancus International. Uh, of course, it is based on the characters created by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. Uh, the story was written by Robert Zappia and Kevin Williamson, uncredited, by the way, for Kevin Williamson. He is not credited, but he did write the movie. I know that he was involved in that, actually. The screenplay was done by Robert Zappia and Matt Greenberg, and it was directed by horror legend, because he did direct uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, which, I mean, and 3, yes, I know and 3, but Part 2 is the one that's a legend, and that's Steve Miner. Yes. Why? Because it's got the greatest kill in all of Friday the 13th history. And on top of it, Sackhead Jason's pretty awesome. I'm just going to throw that out there. So I agree. Steve Miner, it is in Steve Miner's hands. It was produced by Paul Freeman. Uh, cinematography by Darren Okada. Uh, edited by uh, Patrick Lucier. Music by John Ottman and Marco Beltrami. And uh, it stars. This is probably the most star-studded cast in the history of a Halloween movie, by the way. Jamie Lee Curtis, Adam Arkin, Michelle Williams, Adam Han Bird, Jody Lynn O'Keefe, Janet Lee, Josh Hartnett, LL Cool J, Joseph Gordon Levitt as a young boy, and so many more. And uh, we're going to play a little game here. The budget of this movie was $17 million. Mike C., do you want to guess what it made in the box office? Just domestic. Ooh. Domestic. $40 million. Higher, $75 million. Really? $75 million. I do want to point out. I remember out, it was big. Uh, as you guys know, we don't usually go piece by piece in these. We just kind of give our good, the bad, and the ugly, and then our, you know, the, around the internet re, uh, numbers before we give our numbers. Uh, I want to say up front, because it reminded me when I'm reading the stars, one of my, I forgot about this, by the way, Mike C. And I, I told my kid, and I had that proud moment. You know, I watched, I, I watched both of these movies this week. I think I told you that before. Mm -hmm. I was going to watch them this week. I did watch them. I watched them with my kid, and I had a proud moment because I forgot the scene even happens in the movie. There's a scene in the movie where Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the kids are leaving for their trip to Yosemite. Jamie Lee Curtis is exiting. She hears something, and it is uh, one of the administrators leaving and saying goodbye and asking her if she needed a motherly advice. <laughs> and it was her mother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was that was the best part about it because they actually have Janet Lee in the movie, and when she's going to the car, they play the psycho theme, not the, eh, 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 the, the right doo, the other. Doo, but yeah. it's always been said, and I've never never really understood if it really is the same one. They say it's the same car that she was in. Yes, I don't is. know if they mean like the same model. I think it's or the same it's... model. I don't think it's the same car, like the exact car. I think it's just the same model. We obviously couldn't tell the color of the car in the black right, and white film, right. but yes, it is the same model of car that she drives in. I think somebody said it's the same license plate. It, on it too, but I don't know how you could see that. I don't. I don't. Rem I didn't look that far, but I told. I told my kid. I was like, you know who that is, and he's like, no. And I'm like, that is Janet Lee. That is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. I was like, you know what she was in? He goes, no. I said, Psycho. And he's like, oh, Psycho. He knows Psycho. He knew Psycho. And I go, okay. Uh, that is the car, mod same model of car that she drove in Psycho, and that is the Psycho theme music, not the eh, eh, eh one, but the actual main theme mm -hmm. music. And Psycho, I said it was all, and I once again I forgot it was in this movie, and I wanted to say that up front just because I thought that was beautiful. Not to mention the fact that her line is literally, "Would you like some motherly advice?" Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, 
It's her mom. She said something about being there before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they were, they were, obviously they were friendly. They worked together. I just thought it was really funny that she said, and her name was Norma and her name was Norma. (laughs) How fun, how awesome was, was that whole little bit? I I just wanted to throw that out there before anything else, because I forgot that was in this movie and it was one of those moments in this movie where I was like, I love this movie. Yeah. There, there, there are some bad. Don't get me wrong, but I love this movie. But let's start with the good because I like to start on the positive before we go in the negative. And I'll start off and I'll kick it over to you for just, just positive things right now. We'll kick the negative in a minute. Um, I honestly thought this movie was a pretty tight movie as far as like the screenplay and the script. I did like the setting. I did like the feeling of the setting. Uh, and my negatives, I will get to where I didn't like about the setting because there was some things. But I did like the, I did like the school. I like how it felt. I like how it felt isolated. I thought that that was very, very, very cool. Uh, the overall story was actually really good uh, when you boil it down. I mean, you you open hot with uh, the the wonderful scene where you know Nurse Miriam comes to her how the house that she had taken care of Doctor Loomis in, and it's been broken into. And of course, Mister Sam is playing, which in this world, Halloween two exists, so it makes sense, right? So uh, she's like, and, on, and you know what? She did not do the horror trope of go in and, and brave it out. She went in briefly, realized the lights weren't on, and, and didn't just got so the hell out of dodge. Out of here. So it was like the smartest, like like not dumb horror movie shit. I should right. point out. And she sees the neighbor boys, which George, uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of them. And he goes in with a stick, thinking he's a tough guy, steals some beer. <laughs> yeah. No Michael at this point. And then we finally, like, they te- like, and this is why I'm, I, the only reason I'm describing it all out is because of the suspense in it. This whole time you're waiting for Michael. This whole time you're waiting for something to happen. You don't even see Michael up to this point. Like, you don't even see him, like, dip in the background. It's only after she returns into the house that you finally see him lurking. And then the door, back door opens, and then the front door opens, and then she bolts out to the next door house to find one of the best effects of the movie. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is sitting in a chair. She spins the chair around, and his because uh, hockey, his hockey blade is stuck into his face. Yeah, his skate is in his face, right in the middle of his face. Uh, of course, you could tell he's a hockey player. He's walking around with a hockey yes. stick and stuff. Messes up her kitchen real good. Yeah, yeah. I love how he blames it on uh, yeah, whoever blames broke it on in. The they, wrecked it. they wrecked your office, and uh, yeah, they, it looks like they messed up the kitchen real good too <laughs> but uh and then you see michael and it's just like it was it's pretty it's a pretty awesome open because it builds a suspense and that suspense carries through to the rest of the movie i mean Agreed. it takes me it takes me to the scene in the bathroom and his way to the school when he goes to the, into the bathroom and you're waiting for him to kill this mother and child and he doesn't thankfully but he steals the purse to steal the keys by the way why was she driving the oldest most creepiest vehicle known to man yeah i, I did want to ask you it that. almost looks like the creepers van yes <laughs> Which was before Jeepers Creepers, so I don't know. I always wondered if that was like the same van. Same I, truck. I, I like the acting in this movie. I will say it's dated because watching it now with 2021 eyes yeah. and the fact that the kids act weird, but then I can take myself back to the late 90s and we kind of acted that way because yeah. that's when I was a high school kid and these are high school we kids. We dressed that way. Of course, they're, you know, they got well, uniforms. They're, they're a prep but... school, but they still make it their own. They're still yeah. like, you can still see some stuff. So you're like, oh, that's cool. Uh, so like I, we like wore I said, baggy clothes at that point and tone was good. I liked the kills. They weren't too overkill. They were, they were on, on point for Michael. Lots yeah. of stalking. Uh, I, I, I dug all of that. Uh, your positives, Mike C. I mean, uh, you know, this movie has a very, very warm place in my heart because it was the first one that I actually saw. 
Um, I had been dating a girl for a couple of years at that point. She loved horror movies. She's the one that got me into horror. I've talked about her on the show before, and uh, she wanted to see this. And I was afraid of horror movies still at this point. Um, I was afraid of the original. I hadn't seen the original, but I the, the music used to scare me. So she made me go see this. Where that actually came out, I believe, in August. So it was still summertime when this came out, and it was it was kind of an odd time for it to come out. But um, I, I remember just enjoying it very very much in the theater. Um, and it's always had a very warm place in my heart because of that. Um, again, I think the setting, you know, again, we'll, we'll get to the bad with it too, but the good and the bad, um, you know, it is, the, the whole story is that Lori faked her death, moved to a, she uses the word posh secluded school out in the, you know, California. She's the headmistress. She's the headmistress there. And it feels that way. Um, one of the cool things. There's changes little, her name. Changes her name. Yeah. It's Carrie Tate. Yep. Um, one thing you may not have realized, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, another piece of trivia here, the same place where they filmed, um, most of that, some of it was like the entrance was in a different place. I guess that's a park and they just built that fence there to make it look like the gate that's really at where that house is. Mm. Um, but the, the place where that was and the, some of the interiors, if you actually watch it, it's the same place where Scream 3 was filmed. Like the end where Roman, yeah. Roman's place, same place. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool, you know, that they, Scream 3 came out after this. But, you know, I thought, it, you know, it's, it's a cool setting. Um, in the beginning where you were talking about Marion getting killed off, which Marion, again, is I think the only character that's been killed twice <laughs> in two separate timelines by Michael Myers. Um you know, we'll, we'll talk about the masks, I'm sure, because that's really the hottest topic with this whole movie. With oh, well, everybody. Yeah, we'll talk about that. In the, so we'll, in the we'll next get to that. But in that scene, the first time you see him, the mask that he's actually wearing is the Halloween six mask. And I don't know why they didn't stick with it, because I thought that's a pretty cool mask in that. Movie. I was going to say that is one of my favorite parts because of that mask is yeah. good. And I didn't I even like know that, that until mask. just a couple of years ago. Believe it or not, the Halloween six mask is not a bad mask. It's very, it's very. I, well, I, that's I the only scene that that mask was right, used Right, right. That's my point. But that's why I'm saying that is, that's why I didn't bring up the whole mask. They should have stuck with it. I that don't know mask, I, I enjoy that mask. That's one of the better ones. We were talking about better yeah. and worse ones. That's one of the better ones from the series. And I don't know why they abandoned that mask. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so whatever. Um, you know, but. You know, again, I, I I agree. You know, the the movie has the look and the feel that I like in a movie, even though it's the late '90s and it did have that slick horror movie feel to it. It felt like a Kevin Williams, mo you know, written movie. It it did feel that way. You know, it's post Scream. They all kind of felt that way, but it did keep the atmosphere. It did have great music, as I mentioned. At least you know where it goes into the beginning there, where it hits the, yeah, yeah. the Halloween theme. I didn't mind any of the music in the movie because basically it was that late 90s, yeah, new, metal, feel. new metal kind of vibe to the well, music. Well, there was a lot of Creed in there too, but even just the score that was being played, it was right, similar right, no, to what no, Scream but, uh, would hear. That's what I'm saying, but I'm just calling it that new metal because that's what all those kind of like things were going to. Is right. like kind of that new metal sound, even in the score, because the score has more of a guitar-centric kind of feel to it, more of a gloomy and doomy, which was the time. And yeah. it's, not, it's not even because it's set mood. It was just the time. That's right. like, that's what they did for everything. Like go back to listen to Scream. Lots of guitar heavy. Like yeah. think about the soundtrack to the the actual sound, the actual score. Very guitar and string heavy. Even if it's not guitar, it's string section. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's violins very, yeah, and cellos and yeah. And you could even there's hear a symphony that. for that. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but I mean they use either one because like yeah, yeah, going yeah. throughout. There's guitar riffs, but there's also then you have like the string section. So no matter what, heavy on the strings. Right. Even in that little brief thing we pick from the main thing, you can hear. As it builds into it, it's heavy on the strings oh, yeah. until the theme actually really kicks in, and then you hear the piano. Right, right. But outside of the that part, you really are heavy on the strings. Yeah, uh, and that is a late night. So let's let's talk about bad. So let's start with the mask, and we can kind of go through because I'm I'm assuming we're going to have the same bads, and the mask. First of all, 
not only did they go away from using a good mask, which we see in uh, the open, but then the one we see during the thing is not, I don't know, I just don't like it. But let's be honest, the third mask is the one that's the real offender. The CGI mask, which, which is, is only one, one scene. Second. But it looks so it looks so horrible. It does, but it here's takes the thing. you out of the listen, it takes you out of the movie for that one second. Because when it was coming <sighs> up, I knew it was coming, and I'm like, it does, son of a bitch. You do realize how many people base their review of this movie and give this movie a bad review because of that no, one no. split. I'm never giving second. it that for that, but I'm just I know saying, you're it not. does take it, it does take you out of the movie a little bit because you're just like Oh, well, yeah, shit. you know, it doesn't look good, obviously, but, you know, th- my, my point is, is there's a lot of people that have always given this movie a bad review, and that is their sole thing that they're I mean, rating it's not, it on. It's not a friend of it. mine, is, he's always said that. He's like, oh, that mask, that mask. I'm like, dude, it's in it for less than two seconds. Like, if you're basing an entire movie review because of that, you're missing the point, because it's a good script. It's a good story. But... Be that as it may, yes, we get away. You know, we only see the Halloween Six mask briefly in the opening scene, and there are three other ones that you actually see after that. There's the one that's like real white and like real generic and plain looking. There's the CGI mask, and then there's the one that you primarily see, which I recently watched a video. I don't remember who it was. Uh, somebody on YouTube did a video ranking the Halloween masks, all of them that have been used, and he made a good point. the The primary mask that you see in this movie, one, it's a little too shiny. Two, they you could see Michael's eyes too much. If they had darkened that, if they had blackened those eyes out, even with as shiny as it looked, if they put some kind of a screen or something over that, I think that that mask is actually one of the better ones in the series when you compare some of the other ones that you see. True, but it was that that throws you off. It looks weird, and it looks too... It does. It looks too, like, made. Like, yeah. it's too shiny. Too shimmery. Too shiny, will, and you can see his eyes too I much. I will also say, uh, this came up during H2O in it, it, when I'm rewatching H2O, and I gotta ask, suppose this question to you. This is overall for the series. How in the fuck does he keep getting mass? Yeah, like, I wonder like that, they too. Never, they, with the exception of one movie, yeah. which is Halloween 4, we never see how he acquires these masks. He just acquires them. And you're just like... Are they supposed to be the same mask? But I mean, they're not. Halloween they're 5, not. he picks up the mask that he got shot off the hill in. That right. mask in Halloween 5 is supposed to be the same one from And it's four. not, because they, no. they designed it completely. That's the worst I always heard that it was, uh, what's his name? The guy that played Michael Myers. I'm drawing a total blank. They designed, it. It, they designed it after his face. Well, so I thought so, but somebody said it's Greg Nicotero's face. Uh, yeah, I've heard that too, but either way, it's more oval. They made it like, if you watch it, instead, it. Of being, instead of being wider to be the shape, it's like this oval fucking, yeah. like, it's weird. I don't it's know. Actually I don't a, like it. It's a mold of somebody's like face. But here's where I'm going to go. Here's where I'm going to go into the bad part of the settings. For all you have with this gigantic house, with all these things, some of these things that they use that's in there, they are just fucking really weird and generic and weird. Like it makes the layout of that place makes no sense. Like yeah. with the way they shoot it, like you're in the basement, but you're not in the basement and then you're up running and then you're by a cafeteria, but it's not a cafe. It's weird. And then one of the most iconic scenes in this film, the lowering down. Mike, Michael Myers lowering himself down one-handed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is an iconic scene from the movie. So iconic, they reused it in the next one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm like, why in the hell is that pipe there? There is no reason for the pipe. So you could tell that they did not shoot that scene in that hallway. Because that pipe wouldn't have been in that hallway. That is actually a different area or a different fucking set completely when he lowers him. When they show him holding it. Not when he's lowered. 
Because you know he's not holding nothing when he's lowered. He's just lowered down. The ceilings aren't right. that high. The ceilings aren't high enough to, to to hide him. Yeah, I know. That's one thing that always got me with that. It's like, how would she not have seen him? Right, you know? right. That's my point. But Even I'm if the like, pipe is really there. Like, it just right, but it just makes no sense that any of that's there. So, like, it was sl- done for suspense. Ready for this? Little things boo. like that through, through, you know, it just takes you out for a minute. Like, do you have this gorgeous movie with a good story for the most part? And then these little things occasionally, and it's not worth giving it up, but these are the little things that kind of take you out for a minute, whether it's the CGI mask, which I would never give it a, a horrible score just for that, but it does knock off some points. Yeah. It does knock off some points for like, why in the hell is this like, why is this so weird? It's like watching The Shining, yeah. but we know why The Shining was designed like that because you were supposed to be uneasy. Right. It was supposed to make no sense. This is supposed to make sense, and it's kind of just weird, and, I, uh, and then there's different, there's some things in the story that I just don't like. And one of them, and I love the man, but LL Cool J's character, oh, God. He's a writer. He's a, but he's writing he's love novels. The big, robust melon breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, it's I, a thriller. It's a thriller. I got it. I'm going to write it. I love you. I love you, baby. <laughs> like, he just, he's so over the top and weird in the movie. Like, I would have just preferred him to be like LL Cool J yeah. over what he was being in the movie. I, I and think sometimes that he was supposed to be over, more for comedic purposes than anything, but. Right, but he overacts so much. Like, they could have oh, yeah. t- still had it be funny and done all those things with him less acting. Like, he does take it to the next level. So it kind of fucks but you But he was better than the guy that we're going to talk about later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, but I just want to point out, he overacts, and it's just like, and it's not his fault. It's probably the director's fault in this case, because. Steve Miner was probably like, okay, go over the top, make it funny. Right, right. And it's just like, nah, man, you could bring it back. And then the other scene that I've always been picky on, always been picky on, it'll, it'll throw you off because you're probably not thinking about it, is the scene where she reveals to her boyfriend that she is Laurie Strode. I love that scene. That scene is just so weird. Like, it's the most awkward feeling. Like, as somebody as a voyeur watching it, because that's who what you are, is such an awkward, like, scene to watch. I think that's my favorite scene in the movie. That's fine. I, I understand. I understand other people like it. It's just weird for me to watch, because, like, it's one of those, like, just, like, uncomfortable, like, not uncomfortable, like, in a, like, uh, like a disgusting, like, uh, human centipede way, but, it, like, uncomfortable in the, like, way of, like, I'm watching these two people and she's like pouring her heart out to this dude and he's so fucking dumb that he's like not getting it. Yeah. And it's just weird. I, I don't know. It just always throws me off. Uh, do you have any bads that you want to add on top uh, of that? Yeah, several things. So, you know, when we talk about the setting, this is the only movie and I just thought about other than Halloween 3, which we won't count it as this. It's the only movie in the entire series that doesn't have a single scene that takes place in Haddonfield. The opening scene takes place in Illinois. It's a different city. But it's not Haddonfield. It's yes. not Haddonfield. And I think that Haddonfield is just like this creepy Midwestern title. It reminds me of growing up in, in Endicott, New York, which is where I'm from. Um, it just reminds me of the streets that I grew up on. They're anywhere USA, which is what Haddonfield is supposed to be. It's what Carpenter went for in the original. You know, so I, it missed, I missed that in the movie a little bit. Uh, again, I understand why they took it the direction that they did. Um, maybe she didn't have to go halfway across the country. Uh, I will say, though. <laughs> and Michael somehow learned how to drive that far without... Well, I mean, he's learned how to do other things as well. But, I yeah. mean, I just want to point out... Did he stay in hotels? I don't know. Uh, but uh, he, he must have been hunting coyotes and stuff, because we know how oh, he eats. true. We found out later. We know his heating habits, by the way. Uh, but, no, I, uh, I just want to throw out there, they do do a good job of showing the little town that they're in, but it's not part of the story other than when they sneak, when, uh, they when sneak the two out. boys sneak out and they get caught. Yeah. Other than that, it's not like it's not a big focal point. So it is kind of a small town. It's outside in the outskirts. You're out in the middle of nowhere. But, by the way, here's my other problem. 
nobody complains or saw. Everybody could see that old creepy ass vehicle. First of all, it'd been easy to find because he stole it. Yeah. So like, why aren't the cops looking and finding it? But secondly, he's parked like a block away from the school for a good portion. Like, and then he pulls up, and then why is the security guard, if some weird car with nobody in is there, why didn't you call nine one one or the police? Yeah. Well, he took the phone cord out. Yeah, but he had time. Right ready out. for this? He had time before that. Yeah, well, he was talking about his romance. Novel. He should have been. He should have hung. What, dude, if you saw a creepy ass car there, you're telling me you would have hung up, not even said bye, hung up and called somebody. You, you know what? By Rich, the way, block both she doors. Said, no, 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 no. I hold. I hold. She said that. It doesn't matter. Hang up on her. <laughs> Hang up on her. That's Rodney, why you almost Rodney, you, you always doing this. I love them. I love that conversation. I love those characters. You don't even <laughs> see her, but um, you know that's that's one thing I did miss was Haddonfield. Um, you know, again, we talked about the masks. The, it's by far the shortest movie in the entire series. This movie could have easily have been at least a half hour longer, if not forty five minutes longer. It should have been an hour and forty five minutes to two hours long. Uh, it would have told a little bit better of a story, a little bit more coherent of a story. Even though it's a good story, I agree with you that it's a good story. It, it would have. Um, it would have just told a little bit more. Um, I really also wish that they didn't go in the direction where they just forgot Jamie Lloyd. Um, and, you know, that, that was something that was in the script originally. There, there was a piece in the original script where she, where Lori was going to be sitting at her desk in her office or in her house or something. And she actually was going to pick up a picture of Jamie and start crying. And then she was going to put it down and it was going to go about. That was going to be the tide of the movie. There wasn't like a big thing, but it was originally in that story. And they decided, eh, let's leave it out and, and we'll just renege the whole thing. Well, I'm, I'm assuming they left it out because uh, I, I think they were trying to forget about the last three films. Like, let's be honest, where they ended up taking the movie uh, for, we'll, we'll talk about it next year because next year we are doing the, right. the Jamie Lloyd saga. But four was good, but then five and six, eh, not so much. So I really think that... Um, Maybe when Kevin Williamson was the original writer on the script, he might have wanted to throw that in there just because it's part of the lore, but I and and tie it all into a nice little bow. But I think really, I think that was the first attempt of what we see nowadays of just rebooting and forgetting. Uh, and that's so, exactly so. H two O kind of just said we have the first two movies, and this is a sequel to the first two movies, and that's it. And I I, well, I agree with you. I would have liked to see that as well as a fan overall and tied together in that nice pretty bow, but I could definitely understand a studio going, yeah, let's forget about the last, definitely the last two movies we did. Right. Yeah. And I get it. You know, I mean, that's nowadays, exactly what they did, but nowadays you could have done this and just forgot about five and six and just been picky and true just gone with four. Yeah. And then shit, she was in a mental institute somewhere because she killed her stepmother. And I still hope that that's mother. what happens once the David Gordon green thing goes. Cause like, what more can you tell? You know, that Halloween's going to come back again. These movies have made too much money. The next one's going to make a lot of money. They're going to make another one. What's the story going to be? I'd be, I'd love to see that. They're I don't know how many times I've money. seen Danielle Harris say that she would love to play that character again. They're making money in spite of themselves. I know. <laughs> so you know what? If they could do this, why can't they do that? Yeah. I'd love to see that happen. But be that as it may, that's another story for another time. But that's you know those are the things that that I felt were lacking in it. Um, one other thing, I just want to kind of go back a positive in it. Scream, you know how Scream, you know, kind of made fun of itself and pointed out like all the horror tropes and this and that. They did a little bit of that in this too, which again makes sense because of Kevin Williamson being a part of it. But there's little things like, um, you know, in in the original Halloween, Laurie tells the kids go down the street to the Mackenzies, and then in Scream, 
in the opening scene when Drew Barrymore gets killed, or right before they find out that she's dead, the husband tells the wife, go down to the Mackenzie's. So what did they do in, in Halloween H2O? Go down to the Beckers. Her name was Casey Becker. There was little nods to the original movies that they threw in there. That's cool. Stuff like that. Um, you know, Michelle Williams is sitting in the classroom. She looks out the window, and Michael's looking at her up and up through the window in the school, just like Lori had it happen to her. Yeah, yeah. Little things like that that I really enjoyed with it. So, you know, my biggest qualms with this movie is, yeah, it had that slick feel. It didn't have... Michael wasn't the shape, which is something that has bothered me because that was only really in the first movie and partially in the second movie. Um, and they kind of got away from that. So I wish there was a little bit more of that, but I still think that they did a good job with the suspense. Um, so my, my biggest issues with it are really that the movie should have been longer and I wish that they just would have kept something about Jamie in there just to keep the story together. But I get it. Well, it is now time to go around the internet and see what they scored before we score it. Uh, IMDb gave Halloween H20 5.8 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 52%. Rotten Tomatoes combined score of 52%. But Google users, 90%. Uh, so with that being said, listen, man. We, I talked about this last week. There, there, was, there was a little uh, a moment of uh, an epiphany, if you will. And I'm going to say this again. You realize when you're going back and watching some of these movies how bad the Halloween franchise truly is. With that being said, H2O is one of the shining spots of that 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 the the, the downside. Yep. It's not it's not better than the original, but especially with if it's leaps and bounds. Like my score that I'm going to give it is like my overall score for a horror movie because remember I'm scoring these on horror movies. Uh, but if I had to score this, I'll put it this way: you could add a point and a half to this easy. If I'm scoring it up against, like, because if Halloween is a 10, <laughs> like the original 1978, you could easily add, like, one point to this uh, if I'm just comparing it to other Halloweens. Right. Uh, one one point to one and a half points. But with that being <laughs> said, this gets, actually, it gets one of my higher scores in 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 the franchise as well. I give this movie a 7 out of 10. I think it's, uh, as far as a horror movie goes, it has everything you want. It's got a lot of suspense. It's got a lot of atmosphere. Uh, the kills aren't over the top, which I do actually appreciate that in this film. Uh, and and I, I really dug the characters. It's like there was no character that I'm like, eh, I don't really give a shit about that person. They did a good enough job on character work, even with it being shorter. So proves that you can have a shorter time and still uh, have people care about the characters if they do them right. well. Uh, once again, I, I would say that this is definitely on the top end. Obviously, from the scores you've heard so far, this is the second only to Halloween 1978 thus far because we haven't gotten to some of the other movies uh, right above. This is right above Halloween 2018 score that I gave because, as you remember, I give that a six and a half all the time. So that's six and a half, and this is a seven because I do think it's better than 2018. Uh, that's that's my score. I think it's fair. And I also do. I mean, a lot of people want to compare the two because really Halloween H2O, Halloween 2018 is basically a remake of Halloween H2O when you think about it. In a lot you of got sense. Lori all these years later that's tormented and, you know, they kind of take it in two different directions on how the character has lived her life and acts. But at the same time, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, you know, even though Halloween 2018 was a darker film, a darker version of it than this, and this had that like kind of you know a little bit more of a brightness to it um a little bit of a shinier you know touch to it uh, you know i think there's no comparison this is a way better story it was executed way better and you know again i i actually i did not think you were going to give this a seven out of ten I, that's actually what my score is too so this is a couple weeks in a row that we've been together again we, our, our movies reviews are always very similar and i just want to point out to our listeners we do not talk about this off air we find not out what all. our scores are as we're doing them 
So when you actually said that, I kind of like raised my eyebrows. I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. But also a seven out of ten for me. I actually, I, I actually really do like Halloween H two O. So with that being said, that is our score at Halloween H two O. But there, it doesn't end there. No, no, no. We have one more review to do. There's gonna be a third segment, so stick around because when we, well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a trivia question first. But when ah. we come back from this break, we're going to also be reviewing Halloween Resurrection, the greatest film of this cannot, or any cannot generation. Cannot wait to do that. But before then, Mike C. You have another Horror Zone trivia question. Go ahead. That's right. So question number two for this week's show. Jamie Lee Curtis, and this one you're never going to get. This is just take a wild guess on it. Jamie Lee Curtis is famously referred to as the Scream Queen. How many horror films has she starred in as of this year? One more time. Jamie Lee Curtis is famously referred to as the Scream Queen. How many horror films has she starred in as of this year? The answer coming up after our last break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to the zone. That music is not as good as what we heard <laughs> coming the into way, the second segment. You started talking just as it went, and I made fun of that, like when we were doing it in between, because yeah. like all of a sudden, for no reason, there's a, it's like a cat occasionally, skin. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 horrible. <laughs> <laughs> So this starts, uh, we're going to get to the trivia question here in a second, but this begins uh, what's probably going to be the greatest review for the greatest movie ever made, ever. But before we get to that, let's answer the question that I asked. The second trivia question for this week, Jamie Lee Curtis is famously referred to as the Scream Queen. How many horror films has she starred in as of 2021? Okay, so uh, without going in, because we're not going to go through the list of them anyways, uh, I, I during the break, I, I real quick, because I was trying to do it as quick as possible, I know six Halloween films. We have Terror Train. We have Prom Night. So I'm at eight so far. But I do know that there's a couple that I'm just overlooking. I did make the joke. I, it's secondary for you. I did say Trading Places just to be funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, I am going to guess, and I'm going to guess on an odd number on purpose. I'm going to guess 11. So close. Was it 12? So close. The answer is 12, uh, including Halloween 12. Kills. Dude, I was going to say 12. 12. You I, forgot the fog. I, no, I didn't, a, no I didn't name it, but I remembered it because right. that was what I was thinking about. There were right? a couple ones I hadn't heard of, and I can't remember what they were. I didn't actually write them all down like I usually do, but yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know if Halloween 3 is considered one of them or not. So 
Yeah, I can't remember because I, I asked you during the break. You should have written a bit because I asked you during the break. I was like, did, are they counting her voiceover in Halloween three? Because if they are, that's kind of unfair. But I, I, I just was like, I don't know if it's going to get to twelve. So I said eleven. But yeah, you know, what? I was thinking twelve or eleven. Yeah, that was my guess. Yeah. All right, I came close though. I'm actually kind of surprised. One more. Sure, why not? Just get it. Let's in there. just get it over because we don't have much good to say about the movie. So, in the original Halloween. Annie is babysitting at the Lindsay Wallace house, at Lindsay Wallace's house, excuse me. The Wallaces have a dog, a German shepherd, that Michael eventually kills. What's the dog's name? You were busting on me. Yeah, you know, the dog. Yeah, we're gonna, I told you I had it. a dog question. I, 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 don't, I don't actually know this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a joke. You know what I'm talking we know, about, though. Yes, yeah. So later in, the, later, later in the series, we would be introduced to a, uh, a Doberman named Max. Yeah, and there was a different one in the fourth one, too. Yeah, and uh, I always like to joke, have he you ever seen... He kills that family's dogs twice. Dude, he kills everybody's dog. He hates dogs. Let's be honest. That's, that's, he, and he eats them, too. We found that yeah. out in the first movie. But anyways, uh, I, I, I wanted to make the joke, but I have to set it up because I don't know if anybody will get it. Did you ever see the movie Ruthless People? Starring Judge Reinhold, uh, Danny DeVito, Bat Midler. They kidnap his wife. A long time ago, yeah. Okay, so his wife, when he, they set up this kidnapping scheme. So anyways, long story short, his wife has this little like dog that he doesn't like. So he orders a, uh, a Doverman Pincher, and he names it Adolf. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So I, I'm going to go with the name Adolf. That's incorrect. The dog's name, the Wallace's dog's name is Lester. That's a horrible fucking name Lester. for a dog. Lester, Lindsay, Lester's barking and annoying me again. That's a horrible name for a dog. Yeah, horrible. Well, Lester wasn't around very long. But that brings us to our that final was, review of That's Halloween better than anything Fest. we're about to say. Halloween Fest 2021 is going to close on the final movie of the OG Laurie Strode timeline. And it closes... <laughs> With Halloween Resurrection, here we go. Uh, release date was July 12, 2002. By the way, uh, some people were blaming this movie's bad, like 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 overall being bad, on the fact it came out in the summer. I like to point out, H2O also came out in the summer. A lot of the Halloween movies August. came out in, in the summer, yeah. believe it or not. It has a 90-minute runtime, Mike. It was distributed by Miramax Films, produced by Dimension Films, Nightfall Productions, and Transcus International Films, same as the last one. Uh, is based, of course, on the characters created by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. The story for this was done by Larry Brand. The screenplay was Larry Brand and Sean Hood. And our good friend from, uh, <laughs> I know you love him, and I did get this right last week, Rick Rosenthal <laughs> is back. Hack. Hack Rosenthal, as you call him, but Rick Rosenthal is back. Produced by Paul Freeman. Cinematographer was David Geddes. Uh, edited by Robert A. Ferretti. And the music by, was by Danny Lux. <laughs> And he did a horrible job. Uh, they, this movie stars. Can we call these stars? Uh, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Bianca Kalich. Kalich. I wouldn't have said that right. So thank you. Thomas Ian Nicholas. Ryan Merriman. Sean Patrick Thomas. Tyra Banks. Jamie Lee Curtis. And more. Uh, which one was the fake Brittany Murphy? I gotta go out oh, of her. this one. Uh, she's actually had a pretty good career. She has? She was in Oculus. We oh, know how much we love that movie. Oh, it was another one. That's why I'm forgetting I who she was. totally drawing a blank Katie on her name. Sackoff. Yeah, Katie Sackoff. I know Sackoff. a lot of people like her, but she, to me, <sighs> she will always... In this movie, she literally was the fake Britney Murphy. Yeah, she really like, was. They really just Like, they to wanted to get Britney Murphy, and they went with her. And and, they, and Britney Murphy was like, no. More annoying like, character. Yes. That character or Tina in part five? Oof. Ooh. <laughs> Now you're asking tough you questions. You have to get back to me next year Tina. on that one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the budget for this movie was $15 million. Do you know what it made in the box office domestically? Boy, this has got to be 40 Almost. $37.6 million. They always make their money back and then some. Let's be yeah. Uh, so we were talking the good, bad, the ugly. And uh, for my good for this movie, it was in focus. 
<laughs> that's it. That's all you got to say. So there's a couple of things that I will say about it. Um, one, I actually do somewhat enjoy the opening scene. Um, I, I don't love that they killed off Lori. Spoiler alert in a movie that's it's 20 years old. But okay. if you're watching this and you enjoy it, you know, I'm glad. But I'm going to stop because I need to throw this in there. I, I, like you, also used to enjoy the opening scene. When I rewatched it, not so much. Here's why. So you have security guards, right? Ugh. And this mother, I forgot about that so, part. So they think that the one guy gets out again after the guy put him back. That's how you introduce to Michael in this movie, right? So the one guy stops at the vending machine. So they're there to retrieve somebody on their job. He's like, I, well, I skipped lunch. So there's literally a wasted dialogue in this movie of a guy stopping at a vending machine and eating like a, a yo-ho or whatever the fuck he was eating, yodel. I don't know Yodels. what it was. I couldn't tell I what he was know. eating. Funyuns, and, maybe? And then, and then the other part that drives me nuts about this, because it's nowhere in Michael Myers' fucking lexicon. And I understand. And it's not one of the things that like I hate about this movie. But when... The uh, guy who's obsessed with serial killers sees Michael and he freaks out in the beginning. And then afterwards, Michael, after he kills Lori, Michael comes back with a knife and like a baseball player. The kid's like, it's Michael Myers born in 1953, <laughs> killed his sister Halloween night, 1963, whatever the fuck. And then he goes, Michael just hands him the knife. Just hands yeah, him the knife. Gives like, 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 oh, man, it's like a baseball player handing a kid his cap. He hands him the <clears> knife. <throat> yeah. Yeah. It's like a signed baseball. You know, there's stupid things in there. I mean, the one thing, too, is the other security guard. Well, the guy's getting his his Funyuns or whatever. The other security guard gets killed. He immediately runs in this room that's literally two feet away. And the guy's head's already been cut off. And his entire bo his body's laying on the floor, which somehow he walks right over. And it's not yeah. there. Yeah. And then it is. He trips over it. And the guy's head is in the in the dryer. Even better. There is a big size discrepancy between Michael Myers <laughs> and the and the crazy dude in the clown mask. And he literally is sitting there talking to Michael Myers like he's that crazy. There's a huge size discrepancy. By the way, once again, going back to my previous law, where the hell did he get the mask? The mask that he was wearing in the last movie was on the paramedic that's head got chopped off. Yes. Where does he get his mask? <clears throat> that's a good a point. New, it's a new mask. That is a new mask. Uh, where did he get did, it? Did he we'll just never walk, know. He just walked into a store and bought the mask with a job and money he doesn't have. By the way, Stole how, did he, how did he get to this mental well, hospital? He stole it in the first one. Right. How did he get to this mental hospital? From California. Yeah. The mental hospital's back in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. He made his way back. Yeah. He must have taken it. He got to California from there. Oh, he yeah. just went home. Every time he runs we out know of gas. Halloween kills, all he wants to do is go home. Uh, every, time, every, every time he runs out of gas, he just steals another car. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> he's, he's not only a prolific serial killer, he's also a prolific car thief. Or he's filling up his, his tank and just driving away. I mean, this was the early 2000s. You didn't have to necessarily use a car. I don't know. Every time we see him, he has a different car, though. So I feel yeah, that's how he does it. That's true. He don't even have one in this one. The other thing that I do like about this movie, I will say, and it, again, the movie was execu executed so poorly, it kind of takes away from it. But the fact that they, in this movie, like in Halloween Kills, rebuilt the Myers house and it looked legit. The interior looked like the interior. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, I, I, in fact, there's certain things I would say that they even did a little bit better with the interior of this house compared to Halloween Kills. Some things not, but th there were certain things. The kitchen was off. The kitchen, the house was better in Halloween Kills for, for little details like that. But um, they, they can, did a good job with that. So, But that's... I can uh, give you that. Other than, you know, maybe saying that the, the movie was in focus. <laughs> I love I love how I'm like it's in focus. Um, dude. <sighs> what a train wreck. Dude, what rah. were they thinking? First of all, like, like this has 
the Weinsteins written all over it. Enough said. Enough said about this movie without even going even too far and, and going on forever for no reason for this movie. Rick Rosenthal in company, writing company, thought it was a great idea. Like, hey, you know what would be real edgy? If we do this thing where they're on webcams on the internet because it's going to age so fucking well. And I'm sorry, my friend Sean still says it was a great idea, just executed poorly. I disagree, and I always have. That was a Ready? terrible idea it's for a, a terrible, Halloween movie. Terrible idea, executed just as terribly. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Uh, we have a subplot line in this movie where a high school freshman, let me repeat a phrase that, a high school freshman who is on a message board chatting with an over 21-year-old college attendee who doesn't know. I thought he was in college. No, he's a high school freshman. I don't, where'd you see that? I've because seen that movie saw, a million times. I've never caught that. In the beginning, when we just well, I watched it again again, but I caught it before. They're going to party. His friend says, freshmen don't ever get invited to this party. Well, I thought it was college freshmen. No, it's high school freshmen. They're at a high school party, bruh. Oh. High school. I was party. just assumed they were because I mean they're like no. in a dorm room, so I just assumed. Not not only is that, but other I've listened to other people commentate on this, and they say the same thing about the high school part. And smartly, they never have them meet because of that. Because that's like somebody's like, well, why did they ever meet and have like that romantic moment? Yeah, a high school freshman. It's called it's called sexual abuse of a minor. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Anyways, so that is literally our like like our 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 subplot of this movie. And then he's leading her through the house while they're watching nothing. Next up, uh, while in the house, some of the murders make absolutely no sense. So he kills a production guy with a tripod of a camera, and it just happens to have like a bayonet blade on it. Like, I, I've had many tripods in my life. None of them have had a bayonet blade for a leg. I'm just going to throw that out there. Just going to throw that out there. might have been a defect. I, who knows? Oh, Jesus. So what else uh, that I can pick on? You know what? The whole movie just sucks. Okay. How about when Thomasy and Nicholas gets killed in the hallway when he's looking in a mirror? Michael comes through the wall, through the mirror, stabs him in the head, makes all of that noise, all the glass shattering. He's kicking and screaming as he's getting his head stabbed. They're literally five feet away in the room that the, he's standing right outside of. Nobody saw or heard a thing. Because, Brilliant. Because reasons. Because reasons, Mike C. Brilliant. Uh, I forgot. One of, there was a good part of this movie. The only good part is when Buster Rhymes, dressed as Michael Myers, talks shit to Michael Myers, and Michael Myers walks away. And now I own the mask. And now you own the mask. And the owning the mask part is actually the good part of that. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's totally in Michael Myers' uh, uh, you know, uh, character to be like, Oh, yeah, he just talks shit to me. I'm just going to look at him with the turn my head to the side and look at him and then go, all is forgiven. Come on, my guy. Come yep, on. Yep. They didn't even try. Dude, you cannot convince me that these people tried. You cannot convince me that while they were making this movie at any point, they were like, you know what? We tried because they didn't. I they feel didn't bad that this was Mustafa Akkad's last movie. <sighs> just, you know, like, I don't know that he, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much say he really had. In the, I, the wine scenes got all over this one. Oh, you can tell. It's got that. It's got that shit. It's got the shit stain all over. Yeah, it really does. This was a dimension I, film special right here. And I really wish I really, 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 really wish that I did not have these opinions on this movie. I really do. I'm not even joking. I wish I didn't. But at the end of the day, 
Like the mask was the mask wasn't that bad, believe it or not. Other than the fact that every other scene, the hair was all crazy, like Einstein kind of crazy. But then the ne- very next take, which they cut and come back, it's all combed down. Yeah, I, did, I never. It kind of looks like that. he stuck his finger in a light socket right. a few times. But but, it's then, like real, but then but then the very next like and it literally looks like a lion a couple like, times. Like like it, it, it's like that. But then literally it cuts to something else and cuts right back. So it's the same moment, and his hair is all done and, up again. And people have problems with the CGI mask in H two O. I don't understand. I mean, I I have a problem with that too, but not as much as this. <laughs> right. But the mask did look. I will give credit. The mask. I did dig the mask. It was a darker mask. I did. I liked what. The, believe it or not, I liked what they did with the purplish color around the lips and kind of in the accent points because it made it look darker and it had the, the lines. frown lines. The frown lines were looked pretty cool because it made him look more menacing. He looked angrier. Oh yeah, definitely. And again, I mean, it makes sense that it's a different mask from all the previous ones. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I, I just, brother, dude, brother, 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 brother. Let me let me just tell you how this works. It was bad. There's nothing I can say that makes this movie like any better, any any fucking worse. Do you want to pile on any other bads to throw in there? Because I don't uh, want to waste I mean, another breath on it. I really. mean, I, I I mean, I'll go with you if 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 you want to. I mean, it was so bad. It was entertaining in in parts. Buster Rhymes is so awful that it's funny. That's why I always we used to joke that this was a better movie than Halloween 2018 because at least you can watch it for entertainment purposes and you know realize just how bad it is and laugh at it. You I, can't even do I mean, that with Halloween 2018. That's true. But I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate 2018 as much, and I think the only reason I didn't hate it as much is just because at least I forgave it for like the over the top slasher kills. And and I guess that you know whatever it is what it is I don't know let's uh, <laughs> let's let's stop talking about this movie as far as that because I don't think there's any saving Wait, to it. How did he cut off Katie Sackoff's head with one swipe of a knife? Yeah, a regular butcher knife, by yeah. the way, too, yeah. not a machete, just one a regular shot. butcher knife. <laughs> and it rolls down the stairs perfectly. <laughs> oh my god! Anyways, the camera stays on her head. Let's go around the internet, shall we? Uh, IMDb gave this a four out of ten. <laughs> Metacritic gave it 19%. Rotten Tomatoes combined score of 12%. That's right where it should be. And uh, <laughs> Google users at 67% because there's always some nutbags. Um, listen, man, if you haven't told already, this is like when I talk about the majority of the movies in this franchise have gone way downhill. This is at the end of the spectrum. This is at the real bad half of the spectrum. And this is possibly, in my opinion, either the worst or the next to worst movie. Because there's only one other one that's as bad as this for all the right or wrong reasons. Because <laughs> I, I even find some solace in another one. We're, we're going to talk about next year. So I'm only leaving you to think. Yeah. But I'm going to throw this out there. I give this movie <laughs> literally the lowest score that I'm going to give a movie that was shot in focus. <laughs> and that is a one out of 10. <laughs> one out of 10. Because this movie is that bad. The plot sucks. The storyline sucks. The kills suck. The, the, the only really saving grace of any of the story is the opening portion of this movie. Take away what I was joking about. Right. The actual killing. The Laurie, the Laurie part. Strode part was actually good, especially because you, they say she was dumb to take the mask. But PTSD. Yeah, they even made her dumb. But ready for, no, no, no. I get it, though, because the, she had the PTSD moment. Don't blame her for it. Yeah. I actually do not. I thought that was actually kind of brilliant in a way because... If you had the PTSD she went through where she killed an innocent man already, you're not going to want to do that again. So she just wants to make sure it's Michael. She just wants to make sure. And that's her undoing. 
But think about it. What if she cut the line and it wasn't Michael again? That means she killed two innocent people. So I get, I do actually get it. I think it was kind of brilliant away. It does look weird, but it is kind of brilliant away. The only thing that I will say is brilliant in the movie. Still not good enough for me to give it more points. It's one out of 10. Literally, there's only a handful of movies that get a 0.5. And this is just slightly better than Chernobyl Diaries and Fear.com. <laughs> so that should tell you where I'm at with this movie. So yes, one out of 10, by far one of the worst movies ever. And like I said, the lowest score I'll give a movie that was in focus and at least had a plot. Because the other two movies don't, don't get any points because they didn't have plots. All right. So this one's tough for me to score. I've been trying to think about this for quite some time. And the reason being is, you know, I agree with everything you're saying. The movie is awful. The plot is bad. The kills are bad. There's not really much you can, you know, say good about this movie. And by the way, listeners, patreon.com slash 8122 productions. Please, please sign up for at least a dollar tier. You kind of have to owe me that because I watched this movie for you. <laughs> and, and I watched this in its entirety for you. Because I didn't need to watch this movie ever again in my life. I'm embarrassed to say I've already seen this three times this October. And I, yeah, I, I'm embarrassed for you. But I, we all know you like watching bad movies for some if reason. If they're on, like, I watch them. It's weird. It's, you have a weird thing. But anyways, I went out of my way to watch this for you. I even signed up for AMC Plus just for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I fought off throwing up the whole time. My, my, my 16-year-old stepson is watching this, and I shit you not, his mom is going to get mad at this if she hears it. He literally looks at me at one point about, about 35, 40 minutes into this movie and goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I just went, I gave him the shrug. I gave him the shrug. <laughs> and I was like, watch. That's, it gets better. Oh my God. <laughs> it gets better. Wait until wait until uh, Buster Rhymes breaks out the Kung Fu that we didn't know he knew. Wow. <laughs> Only because he watches Kung Fu movies. He Son should talk about this on his YouTube channel. He should. Or Twitch or whatever it is. I, 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 would, I would pay to watch that. Crazy Curtis. Oh, uh, anyways. Um, so, you know, here's my dilemma with this. I've watched in the past several months really, really bad George Romero movies that had a worse plot than this, that were filmed worse than this, that at least the kills were inventive, uh, which is something you can't say about this. The crazies is better than this just based alone upon the lady uh, uh, sweeping the grass. <laughs> sweeping the grass. That is, that, is, that, is, that is way better than anything that happens in this movie. None of those movies, I think, got above, what, a one and a half or something? Yeah, I don't Maybe think you, a two. No, you didn't go above a one and a half. Um, I, I think you gave a two to to one of them. But I it was think so. I think it was ones. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, um, which, which is fair, whatever. I, I mean, but you can't really give this a better score than that either. I'm not going to say it's a one out of ten because I don't think it's worse than those movies. Based on the bad entertainment level of it, at least I can watch it. I couldn't get through those movies. I thought they were so bad. Uh, so I will say that this is a 2 out of 10, which is going to match my score from Halloween 2018. I still give this one an edge just because I, I loathe that movie that much. And this one is at least so bad it's Bro. entertaining. Bro. Not this a great way, but it's at least entertaining. Resurrection makes Halloween 2018 look like The Exorcist. <laughs> this is a movie that at least if you got together with some friends and were drinking, you'd have a blast watching this movie. Don't no. say you wouldn't. Oh, no. Bunch of people get together and no. you mystery science theater this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, I would not even watch this for one of our movie nights. <laughs> Honestly, I would not watch this for one of our movies. And we did for, for, for uh, DMG-a-thon. We, me and the professor did Freddy's Dead. Yeah. 
I would not even watch this because I'd be so like it would be fun. Freddie's dad's on the same spectrum of that. Yeah, though. but so Freddie's dad is entertaining. Yeah, but no, yeah, exactly. It's 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 like it's like uh, the favorite one to go to, uh, Maximum Overdrive. It's so it's so bad. It's good, but anyways, this movie is just bad. And on top of that, I I, I agree with you. Like the first part of it, I might be like, okay, it's entertaining to shit on it, but like probably around the thirty minute mark, I'd be like, I would just get angry, and <laughs> I would just, guys and I would just be like, shut the that's fuck the up. That's the worst Cartman you're ever gonna hear, but that's my best Cartman. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'd be praying for Sean Cunningham. <laughs> Just so you can punch him. I no, not even that. I praise. Like, listen, this movie makes me want to kiss the feet of Sean Cunningham. Uh, this movie makes uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine, better known as Jason Goes to Hell, look like a masterpiece. This movie's bad. Wow, <laughs> this, this, that's saying a lot. Listen, I give. I'll give Jason Goes to Hell a better score than this. I haven't wow. watched it in a while, but when we review wow. it, I guarantee it gets a better score than this. See, I think they're on a level playing field, too. I, 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 I'm not saying it's going to be a much better score, but a better score than this. Because there's at least a couple scenes that the, the lady getting hit in the face with a coffee pot and her face pushing in is at least <laughs> worth a point. True. <laughs> it's at least worth True. a point. So that movie's going to get two out of ten. Uh. This movie is not even worth that point, damn it. Not even. Listen, Jason Takes Manhattan. Way better than this movie. And it's a bad movie, but we still have Julius's head getting knocked off. That's true. That is true. Think about it. They're, they're, and all the the bad part about this is when we talk about bad Friday movies, which we will. Don't worry. We're going to cover those movies eventually, even though the professor thinks we covered them already, which yeah. we haven't. We've only reviewed the original. I don't know if I ever told you this or not. There was a guy I used to work with. His name was Mike. Funniest guy ever. But that movie, Friday the 13th Part 8. We were watching that at work one day. We have TVs all over the office, and we're all watching it, and he's like, Man, why the brother always got to be the one getting his head punched off? Yeah. Greatest line ever. Greatest we were line. dying. In closing, I will say this. Troll 2 may be better than this movie. <laughs> oh. Maybe better. Wow. You know why Troll 2 may be better? Just and only because of this. They're eating her. <laughs> and then they're going to eat me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is why. That, that, is, that is why. But with that being said, I think we've talked enough. Yeah. We've gone ad nauseum. I do have to go home and feed my kid. Then that's not a bullshit story, <laughs> uh, guys. Thank you so much. But before we go, uh, make sure you hit us up. Give us your opinions on Halloween Resurrection. Maybe you really loved it and you're you, you're offended that I shit all over it. That's fine. <laughs> you can go ahead and send that hate. Go ahead and or you can tell us you you agree with us, or you can just tell us about articles or anything you want us to talk about in the future. Because we're open to all of those. We're on social media: Facebook Horror Zone six hundred seven. Like and share the page. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Horror Zone six hundred seven. Hashtag H. Z607 whenever talking about the show. Also, go to 8122productions.com. It's your one-stop shop to learn everything you need to know about Horror Zone 607. The Three Fat Nerds Podcast, 607TWS, which we have a big announcement for next week uh, when we're live streaming. Yeah, we live stream stuff over on twitch.tv slash podcast. That link's on the website. Also, uh, the uh, if you want to get a sweet... Uh, Horror Zone 607 logo shirt. You can do that at the T Public Store. Link also at 8122productions.com. I'm a little it, biased. I think we have got the best logo. We do. Of any we podcast. Do. We do. And then uh, Patreon dot, patreon.com slash 8122productions. That's right, Mike C. Guess what? $1 a month gets you some bonus content, including bonus content for this show. So, you know, there you go. That's what we're sort of, All that's on the website. Also, all of them have links in the show notes below. Mike C, that's all I got for these folks. Take them home. Thank you, Rich, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in each and every week. I hope everybody has a very fun and safe and happy Halloween this weekend. We will be back next week, still talking horror, even though the big day is going to be gone. We will be talking horror, bring you the week's biggest 
horror movie news, and talking all things horror. So for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike San Seah.